Once upon a time, there was a shepherd tending his sheep at the edge of a country road. And a brand new Jeep Cherokee screeched to a halt next to it. The driver was a man dressed in a designer suit, expensive shoes, a flashy wristwatch and sunglasses, and asked this question to the shepherd. He said, say, if I can guess how many sheep you have, will you give me one of them? Well, the shepherd looked across and over the sprawling field of sheep and he said, all right. Well, the young executive, he parked his SUV and stepped out. He connected his uh, laptop to a wireless modem. He entered a NASA site. He scanned the ground using a GPS. He opened a database and he printed out a report on his mini printer. And he turned to the shepherd and said, you have exactly 1,586 sheep in your flock. Well, the shepherd was amazed. He said, that's right. Wow. You may have one of my sheep. Well, uh, the young man took one of the animals and he put him in the back of his Jeep. And uh, before he left, the shepherd called out and said, hey, you know, wait a minute. Before you leave, if I guess your profession, will you pay me back? Well, the executive smiled. He said, Sure, go ahead and try. And the shepherd said, you're a consultant. (laughs) The man said, that's right. How in the world did you know I'm a consultant? Well, the shepherd said, very simple. He said, first, you came without being called. Second, you charged me for telling me something I already knew. And third, you really don't understand my business at all. And I'd really like to have my dog back. (laughs) Now, if you're a consultant, I apologize. I don't know if that story is true, but the shepherd had a point there. Now, everybody give me your attention for a moment. I want to say to you today, I want you to hear clearly, you need the shepherd. You need the shepherd. Uh, In our world, where all we have, it seems, is bad news and doom and gloom and everything's horrible, you need the shepherd. You don't need a consultant. You don't need just a counselor. You don't need just an advisor. You need the shepherd. You need someone who will literally guide and provide for you. You need the shepherd. And I hope that will become so evident to you throughout this holiday season, because today we're beginning a brand new series that will take us throughout Christmas talking about our shepherd. We're calling it Gifts from our shepherd, and we're looking at a beloved passage of Scripture, a well-known passage of Scripture, and I'm talking about Psalm 23. Now, most people are familiar with Psalm 23. In fact, uh, this is a passage that's often read at funerals, and you'll come and you'll hear a minister read Psalm 23. But I want you to understand something. Its message is not just for funerals. Its message is for every. And here's what I want to do to begin this series. I want to read this together and we print it all for you in your bulletin and that insert because I know we have various translations. And I was thinking about Psalm 23. I said we have to preach Psalm 23 from the King James. That's just the classic Psalm 23. So I've got that printed for you there. I want you to do this for me today. I want to read this in unison. And I would ask you out of reverence and respect for God's word. I want to ask you to stand today and we're going to read together in unison Psalm 23. And here's what I want you to do. Listen carefully. We're going to read through the whole psalm, 
Then we're going to go back and read just verse 1, because that's our passage today. Our text today is verse 1. But I'll read the whole thing together in unison. You're reading with me aloud. Are you ready? Psalm 23, 1 through 6. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's just read verse 1 again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let's pray. Father, take charge of this message. Take charge of this service. Work and move in the lives of everyone here for your glory in the Savior's name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, this passage, of course, pictures the Lord as the shepherd. It pictures us as sheep. You ever ask the question or wonder why the Lord likened us to sheep? Why does he liken believers to sheep? I mean, of all the animals that he created, why, not, why did he say you know, that we're like a powerful lion? That'd be more you know, impressive for us, right? Why not a majestic eagle? I mean, even a swift deer would be better than a sheep, right? We're sheep. Chuck Swindoll had some interesting observations of why the Lord likens us to sheep. He said, number one, sheep lack a sense of direction. Uh, unlike cats or dogs, sheep can get lost easily, even in the familiar environment of their own territory. And he says, so it is with believers. We cannot guide ourselves. We have to rely on the word of God and our Savior shepherd. Uh, that they lack a sense of direction. He says, secondly, they're, they're virtually defenseless. I mean, all kinds of animals have all kinds of defenses, whether it be sharp claws or teeth or speed or ability to hide or keenness of smell or sight or hearing, great strength, ferocity, all those things. But sheep, he says, are awkward. They're weak. They're ignorant. They have spindle legs and tiny hoofs. They're pitifully slow and they don't even have an angry growl. They're defenseless. And it reminds us the only sure protection we have as the sheep of his fold is our ever watchful shepherd. We know that they are uh, lacking a sense of direction. They're virtually defenseless. Third, they're easily frightened. Even the most unimpressive thing can frighten them. They're aware of their weakness and, and they're frightened. And the only comfort they have is their shepherd's presence and his reassuring songs in the night. And that reminds us of our relationship we have with our Savior Shepherd. He said, Fourth, sheep are by nature unclean. They're unclean. Other animals will roll and scrape and uh, roll in the grass and lick themselves and do all these things to clean themselves, but sheep will not. They remain filthy indefinitely unless the Shepherd cleanses them. Reminds us that we too by nature are filthy and unclean, and apart from the cleansing of our Shepherd, we would remain that way. He said, likewise, sheep cannot find food and water. Most animals have a keen sense of smell and, and they can find food and water, but sheep cannot. If left to themselves, they may eat poisonous plants and weeds and die. And so their shepherd, their leader has to guide them 
They're dependent upon their shepherd to find the food and water they need. And then he says the sheep's wool. The wool does not belong to the sheep. You know, the sheep produce the wool, but it's the shepherd's wool. It's not the sheep's. And we understand that what we have and what we possess, it is not ours. It is his. He says all bona fide spiritual production in the life of a Christian belongs to the Lord. And so now you know why the Lord says, listen, you're like sheep. I'm the shepherd, you're sheep. He's very accurate in his description of us. Now, we want to start unwrapping these presents. We're like a child at Christmas time. We want to know what are these gifts from the shepherds, from our great shepherd. But before we do, there's an important question we must consider. And that is this, beloved. Everybody needs to hear this question. Is he your shepherd? We just read the Lord is my shepherd. David is very specific in there. He says, the Lord is my shepherd personally. And so I know if the gifts are from the shepherd, they're for the shepherd's sheep, the Lord's sheep. And so I ask you today, friend, who is your shepherd? Perhaps you heard the story of the two men who were called upon to recite the 23rd Psalm. One was a brilliant actor trained in drama and speech technique. And he got up and he recited the 23rd Psalm and he repeated it dynamically and recited it in such a way that the audience loved it and cheered when he was done. The older man, the other man was an older man. And he likewise uh, got up to recite the 23rd Psalm and he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He went through. And when the untrained older man was finished reciting it. There was no applause in the audience. In fact, there was not even a sound. In fact, people were sitting there in in quiet devotion and awe. The actor arose and said these words. He said, the difference between what you just heard between this elderly gentleman and what you heard from me is this. I know the psalm. He knows the shepherd. I want to ask you, beloved, do you know the shepherd? You can know the psalm, but do you know the shepherd? That makes all the difference in the world. Do you know the shepherd as your shepherd? The Lord Jesus in John 10 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He goes to the side. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and have known by my own. First Peter five, four says, and when the chief shepherd appears, you'll receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Hebrews thirteen twenty says, now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. In other words, beloved, Jesus is the threefold shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. And he is the chief shepherd. As R.T. Ketchum said, as the good shepherd, he dies for the sheep. As the great shepherd, he lives for the sheep. And as the chief shepherd, he comes for the sheep. I ask you, friend, is the Lord your shepherd? Do you know the shepherd? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says in Isaiah, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord Jesus says in John 10. As the father knows me. Even I know the father. I lay down my life for the sheep. And, and, and other sheep I have. Which are not of this fold. 
Them also I must bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Friend, if you don't know the Savior shepherd today, I beg you come today in repentance and faith and know him and take him as your own Lord and Savior. Cry out to him. He will save you. He will pardon you. He will forgive you. He will make you a part of his flock. You need the shepherd. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, who is your shepherd today? I'm thankful by the grace of God. I can say the Lord is my shepherd. I want you to be able to honestly say that with David, myself and others here. The Lord is my shepherd. If you don't know him today, friend, you come and settle that. Now, for those of us who do know him. We want to tear into this first gift, this first package. And in verse one, I think, as we open up that verse and we look into that box, we find the gift of peace, the gift of peace. You say, well, why do we have the gift of peace there? It says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, I think we have the gift of peace, first of all, because of his character, because of his character, knowing what we know about sheep now, what we've learned already this morning We could safely say that the sheep are dependent upon the shepherd. And if you're a sheep, it's important that you have a good shepherd. Because without a good shepherd, you're in trouble. Jesus talked about this, the importance of the shepherd. In John 10, 11 through 13, he said these words. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, one who's hired, a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming And leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Now listen, I have the gift of peace. You can have the gift of peace if you know the Lord Jesus because of his character. David said here, the Lord is my shepherd. You notice that many times in the scripture, that's all in caps, L-O-R-D. It means Jehovah or Yahweh, the title for the Lord. F.B. Meyer says Jehovah, the Lord there. The Lord means the living one, the self-existent one, the I am. He who was and is and is to come. He who inhabiteth eternity, who have life in himself. He said all others waste and change and grow old. He alone is un- unchangeably the same. All other are fires which supply, which he supplies with fuel. He is self-sustained. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is the Lord. Now, David knew something about shepherding. I mean, he's the shepherd king, isn't he? And David, when he wrote this, and some believe he wrote it young, some believe he wrote it later in life. I think maybe later in life, he's looking back over his life. He knows something about shepherd. Here's what he says. The Lord is my shepherd. And beloved, when you get the Lord, you get his character as well. When you get the Lord, you get all that he is. Just like when you called me here to be your pastor. To be the under shepherd of this flock. When you got me, you got my character. Now with me, you got the good and the bad. Because I'm human like you. And I'm imperfect like you. I I serve a perfect savior, but I'm imperfect. Now, when you got me, you got the good and the bad. When you got me, you got my character. Listen, when you get the Lord as your shepherd, you get his character and he is perfect because of his character. I have the gift of peace. Max Licato has a little book on the Psalm uh, 23rd Psalm, and he has some great things to write. Let me just share some with you this morning. He said, why did David write the 23rd Psalm? 
to build our trust in God, to remind us of who he is. God is Yahweh, an unchanging God, an, un, an uncaused God, an ungoverned God. He talks about Lloyd Douglas, who who wrote The Robe and other novels when he was attending college. And when he was attending college, he lived in a boarding house. And a retired, wheelchair-bound music professor resided on the first floor of that boarding house. And each morning, Douglas would stick his head in the door of the teacher's apartment and ask the same question. And here's the question. Well, what's the good news? And he said the old man would pick up his tuning fork, tap on the side of his wheelchair and say, that's middle C. He said that was middle C yesterday. It'll be middle C tomorrow. It'll be C, middle C a thousand years from now. The tenor upstairs sings flat. <laughs> the, the piano across the hall is out of tune. But my friend, that is middle C. And he says, you and I need a middle C. We need a middle C. One that's unchanging. He says, haven't you had enough change in your life? Relationships change and health changes. The weather changes. But the Yahweh who ruled the earth last night is the same Yahweh who rules it today. Same conviction, same plan, same mood, same love. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He says, you can no more alter God than a pebble can alter the rhythm of the Pacific Ocean. Yahweh is our middle sea. Unchanging. He had more to say, but I'll just share one more paragraph. He said, counselors can comfort you in the storm, but you need a God who can still the storm. Friends can hold your hand at your deathbed, but you need a Yahweh who defeated the grave. You need a Yahweh. You need a shepherd. And according to David, you have one. The Lord is your shepherd. The gift of peace. We have it. Why? Because of his character. He's perfect, unchanging, uncaused. But that's not the only reason. Listen, because of his character, I don't have to be eaten up with worry because the Lord's my shepherd. We have that peace. But we also have that peace because of his care. The Lord is my shepherd. His character, I shall not want because of his care. Now, verse one is literally the. Theme of the whole psalm, Psalm 23. And we're going to see that developed as we go through. But what it says there is, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, in all honesty, we usually think of that verse, we think of material things. In other words, I shall not want for the necessities of life. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He'll feed me and clothe me and provide for me. But I'll be honest with you. As I wrestle with that this past, we got a hard time with that because I realize there are those who are wanting in physical areas, even as I speak. Are there not those who know the Lord Jesus and are our brothers and sisters in Christ who are wanting for security? There are those who are meeting today that are in danger of losing their lives because they're doing what you and I are doing. They're worshiping the Lord God. Do we not have believers in various parts of the world who are hungry today? Do we not have believers in various parts of the world that are lacking clean water and sanitation and clothing and things that are in the necessities of life? 
When I think about that and I think about what Psalm 23 teaches, I realize that this is not a ticket to a luxurious, carefree life. And in fact, this is not even a guarantee that we will not have lack in life. Because so many have and do. And so I was trying to think, what does this mean? I shall not want. And as I studied, I came across something in a little book. It's a very well-known book called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. And I read a paragraph in that book and finally the light came on. Philip Keller writes this word. He mentions, of course, the broader meaning is we shall not lack many of the necessities of life. And we're blessed, beloved. If you're not thankful, your heart's not right this morning. We have so much to be thankful for. So much. But listen, while the broader meaning might have some of that, he said there's a second emphasis. And here's what he says it is. It means I'm utterly contented in the good shepherd's care. And I'm not craving for nor desiring anything else. In other words, I'm content. I don't want because he is my shepherd. In other words, I'm content in my shepherd's care. I know my shepherd loves me. I know my shepherd knows what is best for me. I know my shepherd's going to provide what he knows is best for me. And so, in other words, I'm content. I have peace. I rest myself. In the care of my loving shepherd. Why? The idea is this, beloved. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. In all honesty, he really is all I need. And as we continue to study this in the weeks to come, I think you're going to see it's not so much about his gifts. We're going to talk about his gifts. But the real focus here is upon the giver, the shepherd. Because when we have the shepherd, we have everything else. I understand a little four and a half year old girl claimed she could quote the 23rd Psalm. Now, people wanted to hear this little girl. I mean, if she can quote, she's memorized 23rd Psalm, they want to hear it. And so they got her up and she got it from everybody and she began to recite and quote the 23rd Psalm. Here's what she said. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Then she sat down. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. Listen, she got it. She knew it. She understood it. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. She's right. Do you understand that? Do I understand that? Listen, you want something to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, this coming Thursday? How about the shepherd's character and the shepherd's care? When we get him, we get everything else. I shall not want. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. I'm content. I have peace. I don't have to worry, fret and care. The Lord is my shepherd. Because of his character and care. Mrs. J.R. Mott said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want rest. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not want refreshment. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I shall not want forgiveness. He restoreth my soul. I shall not want guidance. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I shall not want companionship. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I shall not want for comfort. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I shall not want food. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I shall not want joy. Thou anointest my head with oil. I shall not want anything. My cup runneth over. I shall not want anything in this life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall not want anything in eternity because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now listen, if you're a believer, that doesn't excite you. That doesn't thrill you. That doesn't give you a sense of peace today. Something is wrong. Listen, beloved. The Lord, Christian, the Lord is our shepherd. And because of that, we have peace with God. How do we have peace with God? Through our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, we not only have peace with God, we have the peace of God. We don't have to worry or fret. We have peace. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Now let me ask you before we pray. Do you know the shepherd? Is he your shepherd? You have to personally come to faith in the Lord Jesus. Have you done that? Is he your shepherd? And then if you have already done that. Here's a question for you. Are you content in your shepherd's care this morning is your life eating eaten up with more and craving desiring are you at rest and peace today are you worried and fretting today or are you at peace today because you know the lord is your shepherd the lord is my shepherd i shall not want let's pray father we love you and praise you and thank you for your shepherding care of us Help us to grasp the meaning of what's written here in your word. Father, we only think about the material so many times. Help us to see beyond that, to see that we are to be content in your perfected care for us. I pray today, Lord, if anybody's here does not know Christ, I pray today they'll come to the Savior Shepherd. Bring them down this aisle as we sing in a moment. Allow somebody to take a Bible and share with them how they can know that the Lord is their shepherd because Jesus is their Savior. Now, I pray for others today who may be craving, desiring, fretting, worrying, eating up with all kinds of things. That they would find your peace. If they know you, Lord, they would recognize just how perfect your care is for them. Your perfect character and your perfect care. Bless in this invitation, I pray in the Savior's name. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning, the altar is open. We invite you to come. Number 644, count your blessings, name them one by one. You need to meet the Savior Shepherd today, friend. You come as we sing. You want to come and cry out to him about something. Maybe you already know it. If you have some cares, come to the Shepherd today and cry out to him as a sheep. You can do that as we sing. Think about these words. 644, let's stand and sing. Count your blessings.